Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 310. And away we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and my guest this week is... Oh shit, Mark's back! Mark, I the, told sh- you. the streak is now two episodes in a row. <laughs> I told back. you, man. When I when I say something, I mean it. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those people that, you know, just... My words don't mean anything at all. When I say I'm going to show up, when I say I'm back, I am back. How are you, Michael J.? You said you had a foolproof plan to beat roulette and that didn't work out it did at first i just messed up it was my first time doing that plan i just overstayed my welcome like an idiot (sighs) i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be here on friday it's been one of those long shitty weeks but nothing bad happened it was just a lot of annoyances Mm. a lot of things that were just annoying didn't go my way fuck like aggravation but we're not here to talk about that it's all about happiness positivity this season marcus yeah, posit- we were all about positivity, right? Your Miami Dolphins won. You got to be feeling good about that. I mean, for now, great win. Definitely better than losing. Destroyed the Patriots, man. Destroyed them. I mean, this was a little harsh, but yeah, we, we crushed them. And Tua, Tonga Vailoa, undefeated against Bill Belichick. That is a fact. The, only him I and, feel good. Only him and John Elway. That's good company to be in. Really? John Elway? I didn't, I didn't know that was uh, the other person. John Elway went 4-0 against Billy. Hmm. Yeah, man. Tom Brady is one and zero, right? Yeah. So, so um, Tom Brady is in that category as well. So two was better than Brady. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Two was better than Brady. You you heard it here first. A the, shot of wrestling. Get that trending. Your Jets are still the Jets. You called it last week. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I had a feeling. Baltimore Ravens. They're a very tough team. We're playing with our second string quarterback. So. A Super Bowl hey, winning quarterback, though. Yeah, ages it's like, ago. It's not like a schlub. Ages ago, we, we have a still, little bit of a banged up offensive line. The dude is a statue. He couldn't really move. It, it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. But Baltimore Ravens are a Super Bowl contending team. The Jets are the Jets. I, I hate to say it, I'm a big Jets fan, but like this was not a surprise to me. What I did like, well, I'll take, we're talking about positivity here. We hung with them for... Most of the first half, I would say, you know, defensively, the Jets look good. It's just, you know, the offense never showed up. Yeah, it sucks. It does. It does. (laughs) The first place Miami Dolphins will now take on the Baltimore Ravens. So I will be in your uh, seat next next week. Well, it's going to be an interesting matchup because Baltimore's offensive line is banged up. And Miami's front seven is pretty damn good, man. Uh, they, They can come in and attack Lamar Jackson to give him a rough day. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Look forward to that game. I don't have, I can't watch it, of course, so I want to go try NFL Sunday ticket. Price is so high, it's not worth it. Friend told me to get red zone. 
looking to get in red zone last season, but this season now it's part of a package deal that I if I add it, I have to add all the other fucking channels I'm never going to watch. So that's a no. So if you're a fan of out-of-market games, tune into NFL, NFL Network. They do a good job with that shit. They rotate the game, show the highlights. They, they show you, like, the touchdowns okay. and big plays. Well, compared to me, I have nothing else to compare it to because it's all I got. Wait, Sunday, Sunday Ticket, that's not on Fios, right? Or is it on Fios? I believe it's its own separate thing now. It was it used to be on, exclusively, on direct, ex- exclusively on DirecTV. Right. They, they expanded it to its own streaming service type deal. So you just got to download the app and you can watch it anytime you want. I may have to do that. Got to do what? I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. You got to pick a new team. Like not necessarily a new team. You just watch NFL Red Zone and just watch my bets and my fantasy teams, you know? I was like, pick, that's what gets me by. I was going to pick the uh, parlay because I don't know anything about gambling, but it sounded okay. And then the clock turned to 1 o'clock and my canceled, they canceled my bet. I didn't do it in time, and I would have lost, so thank God. Oh, yeah. Well, I learned something very valuable this past week. Never betting on week one ever again. Yeah, that's fair enough. That was a... It was a rough, rough week for me. One year I did a Survivor League pool, and that was kind of stressful but yet fun. So if I ever do it again, I might do that. Because that was uh, you had a lot of thinking involved in that one. Like That was more chess than checkers. Mm, it's kind of like checkers. No, nothing like checkers at all. Yeah, it's it's kind of like checkers. The Bills, the, I think Van- the Dolphins got an easy win this week. But the Dolphins have an easy win in four weeks, which maybe I'll save the Dolphins. You think like three steps ahead, three weeks ahead. I feel like fantasy football is more chess, and this is more checkers. Well, once again, I agree to disagree. If you hear some disappointment in my co-host's voice, you'll see that breaking news tonight, Marcus, you hear? Your lifetime dream role of being Phantom of the Opera closed down after 30-something uh, years. I hear about that. Man, if I could cast you in <laughs> any role, it was going to be Phantom of the Opera. Why? Uh, you were a mask the whole time, and it was just so, <laughs> so disappointing to see it closed down. As an actor, I, I apologize. You get him next time, well, buddy. You get him next time. <laughs> I mean, listen, 35 years. I mean, that's one hell of a run. And, you know, everything does come to an end sometime. And this, this is how I personally felt when Les Mis closed down. It, it was pretty sad because Les Mis is my favorite show of all time. You know, Phantom of the Opera, I've seen a couple times. I know a few people that's been on the show. Cool, cool bit of history back there. Uh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had a little bit of like a you know um, history lesson when I went when the last times because I knew the Phantom uh, playing at that point. He allowed us to come backstage. We're on the stage. I got to wear the original mask. So did my wife. Nice. It was really cool. And Phantom of the Opera Man. It's made more money than Star Wars, than uh, than the Knicks. It's made so much money. It's been a staple for New York City. It's just crazy that it's over. I mean, I personally confession. I appreciate the history of Phantom of the Opera. I appreciate the show itself, but I've personally never been a fan of the show, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I wonder what's going to take its place. You know, what's going to be that, that next, like, you know, marquee, must see show when I come to New York City? I guess Hamilton is going to be it. Jeez, yeah, but those tickets are ridiculously priced. They're ridiculously priced, but like, I don't know. Is that going to last 35 years? I doubt it. Eh. We'll see. I have no clue how that works. But I do know what works is the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. So, Marcus, tell us what's trending this week. All right, buddy. Well, surprise, surprise. Continuing on from last week, the Elite is in the news again. So, what do we have here, buddy? Steve Carrier, ringside news, at Steve underscore Carrier. 
We can confirm that the Young Bucks sent out feelers to WWE. They are not alone. We were told that Kenny Omega has had feelers out to WWE since before he returned from injury. Now, since then, the Young Bucks have gone on to say that these are just rumors. They refuted that this actually ever happened. But, you know, buddy, when there's smoke, there's fire. So I have to ask this. Is there a realistic chance that we could see the elite in WWE? There's always a chance. If you asked me that question last year about Cody Rose, I would have said no. And I would have been wrong. So there's always a chance. The foundation's there. The precedent has been set. I don't see why not. I am going to have to say no. Uh, and I don't think that has anything to do with Kenny Omega and Young Bucks not wanting to go to WWE. I think does Triple H want them in WWE? It seems like Kenny Omega and Young Bucks, they have a reputation for rubbing people the wrong way. And honestly, before you know AEW, Kenny Omega has been a star for a long time, man. And wouldn't you think WWE would have had you know, Kenny Omega longer ago? Than right now, especially like right now, like with, with all these things that are going on with all this drama, like why would they want that in the WWE locker room when things are actually getting better in the locker room since Vince McMahon has been gone? Well, didn't Kenny Omega Young say- Bucks? Same thing. I've heard some bad things about Young Bucks. Didn't Kenny Omega say he did not want to go to WWE? That he, there was been talks and feelers out in the past, but he just didn't want to go work there. I'm sure he's. I'm sure it's him spinning it. You know, like it, that's his. Br- Kenny Omega is a brand. Right, he's going to do everything possible to protect his brand. He does. He has for a very long time. He does a great job at doing that. You know, but right now, you know, there, there's there's cracks in the armor all around, and not just him. But I'm talking about the Young Bucks. I'm also talking about CM Punk as well. You know, with all these news that are coming out there, no one's looking good from it at all. Nobody. You know, it's not me being a CM Punk fan siding with him. Like I'm throwing him in that same category as well. No one is looking good from this. And so why would WWE want to touch this drama when everyone knows the deal? WWE probably knows more than we do, of course. The hell yeah, they do. But again, this is also a moot point because aren't they signed for another two years? All three of them? They could try to void their contracts. They're EVPs of the company. They could do whatever they want to do there. There's definitely like people that get paid more than we do that specialize in that type of stuff. And I'm sure they have good agents. They have good representation there, so they can figure something out. You hear stuff like that happen all the time. People like you know renegotiate the contract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then that's it. Or you know they they could they could just you know uh, what's the new term in the NFL? Hold in. They could hold in instead of hold out. Hmm. They could just sit in the locker room and say, "Hey, we're not performing," <laughs> or "I'm injured." Okay. <laughs> you know, so who knows what type of games they can pull right now? It's just not looking good for AEW. I'll tell you that. Still, isn't this blowing over? Are we still talking about it? The stuff that happened, the the, the suspension handed down, half the people suspensions have been lifted. CM Punk's gone for eight to nine months. We don't even gone. know how long these suspensions are for, do we? The people involved with it, breaking it up, are have been lifted this past week. Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Punk are still in four. I, we don't know how long theirs. The main participants are. This is crazy, man. But you know, hey, ratings are doing well for AEW, but. A wise man once said, controversy creates cash. So, of course, they'll be fine. It's how you work with it, though, from there. Like, you have to be wise to to make it the cash. Oh, yeah. Talked talk about that last week. Yeah. So, you, can't, you yeah. can't rely on luck for that. So, but moving on. Yeah, we did talk quite a bit about that. But, you know, of course, it's spilling over to the week. So, we want to touch a little bit more on that. But here we go. Going into WWE, full blown here. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com at Sean Ross Sapp. He quote retweeted. Basically, what's been going around for a while from wrestling uh, features, does Roman Reigns versus The Rock need 
a world title involved. A lot of people have their own opinions about this. Sean Ross Sapp says, no, I'd argue that it lessens the intrigue because The Rock isn't winning the title at this point. The story of Roman's title run has been just as much about being the provider, head of the table, and tribal chief of their family. It can be about that and mean just as much. And I've seen a lot of people talk a little bit more about this in general, but coincidentally enough, I mean, Roman Reigns was turning the same day about the world title. Russell votes at Russell votes. The situation with the world titles and Roman Reigns is complex, according to a source. They would like to go into Mania season and WrestleMania itself with two champions, but they also don't want Reigns losing at all prior. I'm told Triple H and company are open to all things creatively here. So, buddy, this is a two-part question here. Does Roman versus Rock need to be for the title, do you think? And going into WrestleMania then, what should they do with the, t- uh, with the championship? No, it doesn't need to be for the title, but it would make it so much more interesting if it was. Just that much more is on the line. The, we know The Rock won't win. I disagree. I think The Rock could easily win that match, hands down. He could be the only person I really can think of that can dethrone Roman Reigns. Going back to my original point, have The Rock be- dethrone Roman Reigns and Austin Theory cash in on The Rock. Helps elevate Austin Theory even more. I'm still sticking with that theory. No pun intended. Going back, they always called it the Undisputed title, right? Undisputed World Universal title, correct? Yes. I haven't heard him call it the Unified title. So I think it's still two different titles. You have a you have number one's contender match that ends in a controversial finish a la the Royal Rumble with uh, Lex Luger and British Bulldog, um, Bret Hart. So it's a triple threat match. One of them wins one title. Roman Reigns holds on to the other. Boom, WrestleMania season. Two champions. I so think it's going to have, have Paul Heyman like, all right, we're going against two people here. It's unfair to, to Roman Reigns. So we'll only put one title on the line. Shit like that. There's a, there's, there's, there's a story built in there somewhere. So you're talking about basically Roman Reigns double-shotting WrestleMania. Like, so it's, I'm assuming it's going to be two nights. So you could realistically have him wrestle night one and night two for separate championships. I was thinking somehow, I know we're kind of in the on-ramp to the WrestleMania season, but somehow before that, but now that it's two nights, what you just said makes more sense. What, he loses one title one night one and then loses to The Rock on night two. But then he doesn't have, I think losing to The Rock is a bad idea. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Beating The Rock would help him so much more. But just for, ever since it, when it happened, I just feel like that would be better for Austin Theory's character. Who I, he needs help I right think, now. He's getting buried. I, I, well, if Austin Theory beats Roman Reigns after this historic run, you don't think that would be even better for Austin Theory? The Rock is over 50 years old by the time he gets into that ring. You know, I, 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 I love The Rock. Much respect to him. But as far as in-ring work, you'd have to say Roman Reigns is better. Roman Reigns is better than The Rock probably in his prime. Do we on the really? mic, it's different. In the mic, it's different. On the mic, it's different. The Rock definitely would own him on the mic. But in the ring, this is Roman Reigns' time. You know, the Rock doesn't need to win this match. It does nothing for him. If anything, it buries Roman Reigns. But however, going along with what you're saying, though, if Roman Reigns were to double shot, night one, night two, face, say he faces the winner of the Royal Rumble for one championship, and in between there, he... He has a face-off with The Rock. The Rock challenges him for the other championship night two. That could work. He could lose one championship to the Royal Rumble winner and beat The Rock and still keep the other championship and still keep it going. I think that's a money idea. I think all our ideas are money. Win I, I, don't for think, everyone. I don't think there's any wrong answer here. Yes, I have Roman Reigns for the last two years saying he's the head of the family, head of the table, your travel chief. He is. I mean, look what The Rock's doing. Can't Rock, shouldn't Rock be the head of the family, head of the table? He's making more bank. He's more famous. He's doing more for this family than Ro- Roman Reigns is. He, he deserves to be head of the table. So maybe him. Be- and then what? 
putty. I agree with you in the fact that, yes, The Rock is technically ahead of the table because of just how much he's worth yeah. and like how much he does in entertainment. Like, he, yes, WWE, the WWE universe, The Rock, it's impossible for him to be ahead of the table at that table because The Rock is out there doing a million different things and doing a great job at it. But there's no way in hell that he can come in week in and week out and be the champion that he wants to be and that the people want him to be as well. Oh, then he well, he's not going to win. He's not a state champion. That's what I'm talking about. The Austin Theory thing catches in on a week, beat up with The Rock, and The Rock can go back to Hollywood. Rome Reigns gets a much-needed vacation. And it's, we are in the, the uh, Austin Theory era on Monday Night Raw. Well, Austin Theory beats a 50-year-old man who just <laughs> won probably barely against Roman Reigns. Nah, man, I think the, the money thing for you, I, I'll, I'll go along with your idea. Say Austin Theory does cash in the match of wins. The money win would be against Roman Reigns. If he pins Roman Reigns to become the champion, become the guy, that skyrockets him way more than him beating The Rock. Really? Okay. Agree to disagree. Let's talk about the modern era. If we were talking about years ago, if, even if we were talking about when, uh, when The Rock came back versus John Cena, yeah. During that time, if someone catches in and beats the Rock, then I would agree with you, because the Rock was still, you know, was still going, was still active, barely. The, the dude tore his pec in, in the second match. Credit to him, he kept going because that match was, I think, it happened in the beginning of that match. Yep. But couple minutes again, again, you know, that was years ago. The man is over fifty right now. Okay, well said. And I am a big Rock fan, just for the record. Doesn't sound like it. A lot of Brock bashing here tonight. I'm just keeping it real, just, man. I'm just keeping it real. For, for the WWE Universe eyes, I, I think you want you want Austin Theory to be the guy. You want anyone to be the guy. You got to beat Roman. Okay. You got to beat Roman. That's fine. So going on here, Putty, speak of Roman Reigns, the PWI 500 was released. Big day in the wrestling world. There was a countdown. People were on Twitter all day long. Wondering who's going to be one, who's going to be what, blah, blah, blah. Even indie wrestlers, you know, were wondering, are they going to make the list? Are they not? Huge day, professional wrestling world. So here it is. Sirius XM busted open at busted open radio. We have here Candice Cordella, Cordella announced 2022 PWA 500 top 10 with David LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. Are we ready for this? Number one, Roman Reigns. Number two, the Rainmaker himself. Number three, CM Punk. Number four, Adam Page. Five, Bobby Lashley. Number six, Cody Rhodes. Seven, Brian Danielson. Eight, Hijo del uh, Vikingo. I think I'm butchering that name. You are. Uh, number nine, Big E. And number 10, John Gresham. Hell of a list right there, putty. Some interesting ones. Some eyebrows were raised. Some were obvious in here. But I have to ask you, what was the biggest surprise in this year's rankings? Interesting. You started from one and then count down from 10. Interesting. Well, I, uh, you know what? I, I, was, I, was reading, I was reading a tweet. I was reading I don't a tweet. Know. Normally, yes. I don't know nothing about Okada at all. So him being number two, I can't really argue that because I, I can't really base on anything. But probably the guy who's been carrying WWE for over almost a year, if not over, how is Seth freaking Rollins? Not in the top five. It's ridiculous. Mm. I'm sorry. Is he even in the fucking top ten? No, he's not top ten. Not even in the top Seth 10. Rollins' name was not mentioned. No, this is ridiculous. He put on the best feuds in 2021. Great feud in 2020. Again, last time we bitched and complained about number one and two with Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. 
I mentioned, I don't know what their timetable is. Is it from January to December? Is it from September to September? But I don't see the fact that Seth Rollins is not even in the top fucking 10 is ridiculous. So who would you, so where would you put Seth Rollins on that list? Like, who would you take out? Do you want my honest answer? Honest answer, yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm trying to be funny here. I don't mean any whatever. Uh, CM Punk. Seth Rollins at three. Seth Rollins has to be at three. Again, I would put him at number two, but I don't know too much about Alcada. If, he's, if they're picking him at number two, fine, I'll leave him at number two. But Seth Rollins, number three, then you can bump CM Punk down to four, maybe. Uh, it's just, I don't understand that Seth Rollins is not in the top ten. Is in, uh, What? <laughs> I, I do agree in the sense that Seth Rollins has had a phenomenal year. I mean, Seth Rollins has had banger matches. It, it is pretty shocking to see him 9-10. But for me, the biggest surprise, actually, is not seeing John Moxley on there. John Moxley has True, been yeah. holding it down for AEW. He's been tearing it up. He's, I would dare say he's the heart and soul of that company. And uh, you have, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I'm agreeing with you here. To have CM Punk at three, to have Adam Page at four, you're not having John Moxley in there at all for the in-ring work that he's done, the promos he's done, the, the just affect his big comeback after going for rehab. Like, the, the man has been on fire ever since. He's put in the work. It, it, what what else can the man do? The, the fact that he's not in the top ten at all. Like hell, put him at the ten spot. Even mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to knock him for taking some time off, put him in the ten spot. No disrespect to John Gresham, but like, how are you not having him in there at all? It makes no sense to me. John Moxley, I think, has definitely earned his right to be in the top ten, especially like. I mean, we're going to get into this later, but he's definitely going to be in contention to beat a world champion at AEW for a third time. Again, goes back to, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but the timetable, what are the criteria here? Because what Cody Rhodes has had, what, three matches this year? Uh, right? No, I mean, it's it's based from 2020 as well, from 2020 into 2021. So Cody Rhodes definitely had a body of work that so he's not, done no, really so well no 2022. AEW. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, not 2020. 2021 oh, okay. into 2022. Excuse me. Okay, then that's it. Uh, as long as it embodies yeah. 2021, that's fine. But I know uh, Ring of Honor went on a hiatus for a while. Right. And the folks over at Impact had kind of adopted some folks of Ring of Honor. You have Honor No More, a big part of it. You had Jonathan Gresham defending the title a couple times. Jonathan Gresham, man, very impressive. I mean, He's a very talented wrestler, yeah. Very talented guy. Had a couple of matches on Impact. Maybe a couple of matches on AEW. And he's already on the outs with AEW, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, big time. To have a yeah. handful of matches and be number ten, ridiculous. I, I, that, I don't know. I, I forgot what I, I was looking for. I forgot what I was looking into. But Seth Rollins and John Moxley are two names are being thrown around for Wrestle of the Year already, and they're not even in the top ten. Ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's crazy to me, man. Like CM Punk and John Gresh, Johnson Gresham. I mean, they probably had about the same amount of matches as as Moxley. I mean, Seth Rollins definitely wrestled way more, so one can make an argument that he should be high up in that list. But like. I don't know, man. I, I think it's. I think it's. It's a big snub. I mean, every year I think there's a snub or two. That of course, I, yeah. Maybe maybe this designed to get people talking in that way. I, I mean, they do a good job at it because you know here we are. We're talking about it. So is the rest of the wrestling world. They're talking about this. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns again. No surprise. I, mean, I think we all knew going in that the man is going to be number one. He's yeah. rightfully earned that spot. No women. No women in the top ten. You know, lo- lots of women have been integrated into the PWF 500, so they did a good job with that. I'm very curious to see who would be that woman that would crack the top ten. I think it's going to happen at some point. But wasn't there yeah, woman, man, I mean, here it is. Wasn't there a woman last year? Wasn't like Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair the year or year before? 
in the top 10? Uh, I don't think it was Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair, but yes, there were women involved last year. There were more women in it this year, actually. You know, Jordan Oliver, um, I'm sorry, Jordan Blade, excuse me, uh, Willow Nightingale, uh, Jordan Grace. Uh, these are just names that come to mind at the top of my head. Uh, Shasta McKenzie. Uh, these are women that made the list this year. I know there are plenty of others. Excuse me if I'm blanking out. Casey, uh, Casey Catal. Yeah, there are other ones in there, too. But yeah, Erica, Erica Lee made the list this year. So yeah, it's, I think Savannah Evans. No, I could be wrong in that one. I think I'm wrong in that one. Excuse me. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they're doing a good job as far as you know, making it more diverse, if you will. But yeah, yeah, I think it's one day they're going to see a woman crack the top 10 for sure. Because the women, are, I, I, I've been saying it for a while now, the women are outworking the guys. Some cases, yeah. But, but here we are. That's what it is. PWI 500. Uh, the subscription is out now. The digital copy's out now. I purchased mine for three ninety nine. Get yours today. Uh, Pro Wrestling Insider. Check it out. Uh, you know, especially if you're into the indies, if you want to know more about the indies, a lot of great names in there. A lot of up- upcoming wrestlers. Take a look, man. All right, yeah, take a look. Definitely because no Seth Rollins. Jesus. Mar- no John Moxley. Marcus. Let's get some TV takedown this week. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, continuing on the new TV Takedown format, talk to us. All right, well, Putty, leading up to Monday Night Raw, a lot of talk about Johnny Gargano's big return to the ring. WWE on BT Sport at BT Sport WWE. He's done it nine months away from the ring, and Johnny Gargano picks up his first win on Raw. Hashtag WWE Raw. I have to ask you, Putty, what is Gargano's ceiling in the WWE now that he's back? With Triple H in charge, sky's the limit, my friend. Sky's the limit. As long as they divide those titles back up again, he'd be world champion in that company. He, hmm. has, he has the fan support. He has the locker room support. Now he has creative executive support. Johnny Gargano could be the face of that company as long as they, once again, divide the titles. Could be the face of the company. Could be a world champion. I think anyone that roster could be a world champion, buddy. But anybody, will he become anybody? a world champion? Hey, Jinder Mahal won a world championship, buddy. But well deserving. Like, would, would will he no, Jinder, win a world championship? Gargano's got a tough, tough mountain to climb to get to that point. Gargano's been away from the ring for nine months. He looked good. He looked he looked solid in the ring. I don't necessarily know, man. I don't know. Can he can he be the dude to knock off Roman Reigns? Can he be one to knock off, you know, Randy Orton when he comes back or AJ Styles or Kevin Owens? I don't know. I don't necessarily know. It, like we have to see more from Gargano and see what he can do in the main roster to get to that spot. Can he be an Intercontinental Champion? Can he be a, a United States Champion? I really think so. I think the dude would fit that mold. He's He's got the lion heart, if you will. He's a workhorse. But, you know, he's he's not necessarily young. This is the problem here. He wasted a lot of time at NXT, and that was by his choice, apparently, at first, not wanting to go to the main roster. He spent too much time, I think, at NXT, and I think it's taken away time from him to build himself to that spot where he could become a world champion in WWE. This is two weeks in a row. We tried this whole what's trending stuff for TV takedown. This is two weeks in a row. You fucked me over. How so? You ask me a question, I give you a fucking answer. This Johnny Gargano this week, Karrion Cross last week, and all of a sudden your fucking answer is, I don't know, it's too soon to tell. How am I supposed to give you an answer 
when it's your answer to me, it's a two to an hotel. It's no, ridiculous. It's Let's move on. It's not too soon. It's move not on. Too soon to tell. I'm, I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you, yeah, anyone could be a world champion, but his ceiling, I think, is going to be in the mid-tier championship. It's IC or United States. That's what I'm telling you. That's the definitive for me. What I think oh, is going to be his ceiling. I can see him getting a, a nice title run. So again, agree or disagree? John Gargano versus Austin Theory for the title picture on Raw going into SummerSlam or Survivor Series? I can see that. How old is Gargano? Can we look this up? Does it matter? The Rock just had a great championship match against John Cena when he was in his 40s. You just said it 10 minutes ago. Hey, Siri, how old 30, is Johnny Gargano? 30, 35 years old. 35 years old. He spent t- way too much time in NXT, my man. 35. That's not bad at all. If he came up to the roster, to the main roster earlier in his career, I think, he, yes, world championship would be his ceiling. Now, I'm not sure. There's so many people that pass him by. At this point, Austin Theory has passed him by. But he, being but, on the but main roster. Hit his prime in the main roster until he's like 30s. Look at, look at the Hall of Fame career my man my Batista had. Come on. Age is just a number here in the wrestling business, my friend. So you think Johnny Gargano is the next Batista? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Come don't, on, dude. Don't Get out of here. Don't disrespect Batista like that. Batista also was under the tutelage of Ric Flair, reign of, of and Triple H at the same time. He was part right. of Evolution, one of the greatest factions in wrestling history. Batista was a one of a kind right there. Right. So he was he was built for the success, and he was he never started off in NXT for that long. He was uh what OBW, but like not for that long, not for that long. Okay, he was. It's it's a big difference between being on a main roster and NXT. Huge difference. And Gargano has a lot to learn going into the main roster. Yeah, and he will learn That's it. That's what I'm saying. He will learn it, and he'll be champion in a couple of years. couple of years. Okay. Yeah. He, he will be a great Intercontinental champion. Okay. I think he'll be, I think he'll be, he could be a record-holding Intercontinental champion. I think he would actually do the Intercontinental championship with a lot of justice, a lot of pride. You know, he would be a fighting champion. I think it would bring the prestige back to that championship belt or the United States championship, either one. He desperately needs that. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a knock on Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. There's been a lot of great Nintendo championships that's never won a world championship. Roddy Piper, for example. Mr. Perfect. Well, first you shit on The Rock. Now you're shitting on Johnny Gargano. It's like, wow, you're in a mood today. Do you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? You seem grumpy today. I'm not, sh- I'm not shitting a hug? on anyone, man. You need a hug? I'm not shitting on anyone. I'm, I'm telling you the facts, bro. I think you need a hug. Telling the facts. Mr. Optimistic over here. Wouldn't everyone be a world champion? <laughs> Not everyone. All right, moving on here. Going to NXT, buddy. Your oh, favorite. I love NXT. All right, so lots of talk, man. The big logo change, the whole reveal. Uh, Joseph Burns at Joe underscore WWE. You know, E1. Excuse me, my, my eyes are fucked. Uh, Triple H really said, fuck the rainbow colors. We're going back to my roots. With that logo reveal. I love that comment right there. But, you know, a lot of people, are, they're hyped, man. The black and gold is back. The black and gold is back. We're going back, baby. This is going to be great. Is this latest logo change an overreaction from the fans? Uh, it's too soon to tell. Like, I like that shit, huh? <laughs> it's all these people who are creaming their pants about the logo change are the same fucking idiots who are like, oh, this is not my NXT. This is not NXT black and gold. This shit sucks without giving it a fucking chance. So what they're going to do now is they're going to see NXT's now black, back to the black and gold brand. Ah, oh, shit, my brand's back. They're going to tune in. It is the same shit that was NXT 2.0. Okay? NXT 2.0 was what, what NXT was when it started out. Now it's just rolling on, developing characters, developing 
the people in ring talent. So what you're going to get is NXT 2.0 now in black and gold. And people are going to fucking eat that shit up because it's black and gold. Prove me right. NXT 2.0 is fucking great. Marks. So, yes, you think it's an overreaction? I mean, to me, yeah. But these, these idiots who did not give NXT a chance because it had some paint splashed on it. Oh, this is not the black and gold. This is not my NXT. Are going to come crawling back and realizing, oh, this is black and gold. This is so much different than NXT 2.0 was. This is more adult. NXT 2.0 was for fucking kids. Well, it's the same. Going to be same product in ring. Same characters. Same storylines. Same writers. Same producers. Same commentary. Whatever. So hopefully this shuts them up and NXT can finally get the credit it fucking deserves. Congratulations, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Great job the last 12 months. Look at the characters they're producing. Souls to co on the main roster. Mandy Rose completely revitalizing her career. Braun Breaker could be the next big thing, so to speak. But NXT sucks. It's for kids. Yeah, okay. That's my D. <laughs> rant, o- <laughs> rant over. I'm going to fucking drink now. Now I'm grumpy. Thank you. Mission accomplished. Love it. Love it. But, buddy, I, I have to tell you this, man. So, as a branding guy. You're going to disagree I, with I, me. Yeah, okay, here we go. As a branding guy, I have to tell you why I it's not so much of an overreaction. It's a bit of an overreaction, but it's not as over the top as you're making it sound to be. I, I, I think NXT, well, for me, the, the problem was like the, the whole brand change, the whole color change. You know, branding image and all that, I mean, it all goes hand in hand and how you present things. And the, the color change and all that, it made it cartoonish, if you will. But yet the product was not necessarily cartoonish. It was very confusing. It was confusing to the audience. It beat people to tune out it it was not necessarily a good move from their part to bring it back to the black and gold yeah for sure it's probably going to be the same type of stuff we're seeing also i have to retract here real fast the fact that they called so many people up at the same time and didn't leave enough people here for like a transition you know they they hardly did a transition from nxt black gold to nxt 2.0 it was just like cold turkey like we have a whole brand new roster out of nowhere Mm-hmm. It, 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 it didn't help anything at all. It was a very poor transition. I think brands do need to evolve over time for sure. For sure. You know, that, that's how you survive. But if you do something cold turkey, it doesn't work at all. And so that's why they got so much pushback about this and why people probably tuned off NXT because of it, because it was, it was just a, 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 a turn off to the, uh, to the regular NXT viewer. But now, I mean, it's 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 funny what a logo change and uh, and color change can do for for a brand. You know, I, again, like I granted, I agree partly with what you're saying that like it's going to be the same producers, same type of matches, same characters. You know, you just splash a little with different paint on it, and, and you have people come back, and that might be enough for people to be continuously tune in. I'm not shitting on what NXT is doing right now. They have some great wrestlers in there. You know, they, they definitely have some star potential in there. But the initial transition was wonky from the beginning. You put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Wasn't that the great quote from the 2016 election or whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> you make black and gold. Yes. You, you make NXT 2.0 black and gold. It's still NXT 2.0. So, yeah. All right. Hopefully people come back. Hopefully people turn their back on it because they had some pink and reds and greens in it. We'll come back, take it seriously, and enjoy the product for what it is. Fantastic youth movement for the characters to move on to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 
I think we agree and disagree here because you're not necessarily into the whole branding thing, but you know, yes, it's going to bring people back and they're going to, they're going to dig the product. That, that's ultimately what's going to happen. That's all, that's all I want. People to not shit on NXT because it's pink and green and the logo changed. Hopefully people can come back again and take this shit seriously and enjoy themselves because I've been enjoying it for the last 12 fucking months. I, I think what they need to be careful with is just like not calling up so many people at the same time. I think that's going forward what they, what they need to learn from their past mistake here. You, you know, it, it's okay to integrate new wrestlers every now and then in the NXT roster. You have the NXT, was it a uh, break? Breakout, takeover. Yes. Uh, no. No. The, you mean the Not breakout takeover. tournament? The breakout tournament. So yeah. you you have other future stars that are coming in. They're they're slowly transitioning in, yeah. and therefore then when like you know by the time a core Jade or uh, or rocks uh, Roxanne or someone like that gets called up, you know you can have. Yeah, I, I keep referring to from her Indian names, Notorious Mimi or or someone like that being like you know moving along here in NXT. You know what I mean? Like they, they have just like a system, if you will. Instead of again, like they called up everyone pretty much at once. It just was just such a, and then a whole logo change and everything. It was just such a kick to the gut for the, the, the regular NXT viewer. That was the problem here. But moving along, going to AEW. So we have a couple of things from AEW here. Tony Storm was trending all over the place. I know we talked about her last time, but man. Uh, she was trending. A lot, a lot of Tony Storm fans here. So touch grass at Chiefs Tribal. So you have your women's champion in Tony Storm lose in a tag match, make her an afterthought in her own segment, and are, are setting up a four way for her a title a week later. Tony Khan doesn't care about any other women's champion that isn't Britt Baker. Hashtag <laughs> AEW. Lots of comments about this, but Tony Storm being pain. We saw that happen. In the tag match, uh, was pretty much putting over Jamie Hader and Britt Baker's angle. Is it concerning how Tony Storm is being booked, especially after she just won the interim women's championship? Yeah, you don't want your champion being pinned cleanly, no matter what the match is. But I'm hoping that whoever pinned her gets some sort of rub off this. I forgot who pinned her offhand. Um, I believe it was Britt. Oh, there you go. Is this as long as it's put Britt Baker in the title picture again, which obviously doesn't look like it because she's doing this thing with Jamie Hader right now. Well, they, they, they have the Fatal 4-Way coming up at, at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium for the Women's Championship, for the Interim Women's Championship. Another 4-Way? So it, it's, not even, it, it's not even like Britt Baker's getting her, you know, one-on-one match. And, like, again, yeah, as you said, it's, it's pretty much putting more eyes on the Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter is definitely getting a lot of love from the fans. She's getting that big push as well, so good for her. But, you know, it, you don't want to do it at the expense of, you know, a newly crowned champion, especially. You know, Tony Storm just won the interim women's championship. I have no problem with a champion getting pinned cleanly, but it has to be done right. And it can't be so soon after they just won the championship. It has to mean something specific, especially exactly. for the Exactly, it has to mean something. I'm saying Bert Baker should now be the picture, but now doesn't seem like that. So now who's going to be their more contender? I don't it just It's a head-scratcher. It really, it's making me think that, you know, Tony Storm could probably lose this, you know, especially since, like, it seems like the spotlight is on Jamie Hayter, probably more so than Britt Baker. And what does that do for Tony Storm? Especially since Tony Storm has been killing it uh, this last few months. Ever since she actually, since she came to AEW, she's been killing it. And her stocks have been rise more and more and more with the fans. It's just, it's, it's a weird booking decision. But then again, you know, buddy, we have to think about this. 
it's not for the women's championship in AEW. It's for the interim women's championship. Yeah. So are we? Maybe we're putting too much stock into that, you know, because it, it's all right now. It seems to be a placeholder for when Thunder Rosa comes back. Who knows? But the, the plan was for her to win at whatever that all in, all out. So they did plan on her being champion for a while. So the fact that she did lose, take the loss, just it doesn't make any sense. Unless there's some meaning behind it. We don't know long-term storybooking, telling. But it just that doesn't make any sense. What would make sense is if it would make more sense if it was like Britt Baker versus this Thunder, launch, uh, not Thunder, Tony Storm 101 yeah. at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, this launched Britt Baker into the champ. Oh, she pinned champion clean. No, she's number one contender. Right, not how the exactly. rank, and, rankings work, but and then you and then you have some sort of beef with Jamie Hader in that match, interfere, yada yada. And then that, that could set up for for that. Yeah. But it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's not a good decision there. But if they don't care about the interim champion, then why have an interim champion? You know what I mean? Like That's, it seems like they're not putting a lot of stock in the interim championships. No, the, it makes no sense. I get it, I get, WWE's, I get what they're trying to do. I understand that, but. It doesn't make any sense. WWE's never done that, have an interim champion. You vacate the championship. Yep. You can't if Thunder Rosa is injured, can't go, that sucks. CM Punk was injured, can't go, that sucks. So what, what happens? You vacate the championship, you have a tournament of some sort, or, or a Royal Rumble or something, and you figure it out. You have a yep. real champion. None of this interim crap, especially when you just did it. You just literally did it in the, in the men's division. It wasn't like years later you decided to do it. It's like It just literally happened like a few weeks beforehand, and it it didn't work. It did a lot for John Moxley for sure, but like when CM Punk, it was all weird. It's it's not coming out the way how they think it is. Uh, and hopefully, after this, we never see an interim world champion uh, again. Moving on, buddy. Though talking about champions and vacating championships here, again staying with AEW House of the American Dragon at Drain Bam Bamiger Bamiger. Sorry, butchering these names here, guys. Danielson, Moxley, Blackpool, Combat Club, Civil War at Arthur Ashe, the biggest dynamite of the year. I cannot fucking wait. Lots of hype about this matchup coming up here this Wednesday at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the Grand Slam, AW Grand Slam. Who will be the champ? You can notice they're not saying interim champion. Who will be the AW World Champion here, John Moxley or Brian Danielson? I mean, I would assume Brian Danielson, right? Because it's been publicly known that John Moxley is supposed to be on vacation. So I'm assuming Daniel Bryan takes this so John Moxley can go on his vacation. Conversations with Daniel Bryan? I don't know, man. Like, well, Tom Brady was supposed to be retired. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, a lot of things can change on the fly here. Yeah, John Moxley, obviously, they called him back. He's a team player. You think John Moxley's going to turn down an opportunity to be a champion just so he can go on vacation? Hell no. Hell no. You, you push that vacation back, if anything. I'm going to have an opportunity to be a record-holding three-time World Heavyweight Champion at AEW? Going to turn that down for a vacation? What vacation could possibly beat that? I don't know, buddy. You tell me. You have a brand new baby. He has a brand new baby. Would you want to spend time with your baby as it grows? Since I'm called, especially at, to be on the road so much. Maybe she wants to be my home with baby, family. My baby was born, and I had to shoot Blacklist the next day. I didn't say no to that. Yeah, I didn't say no to that like at all. Week, baby doesn't know shit. She's a week old. Nothing, nothing, not much is going to change in a week. The baby right now is months old. They're growing at a rapid pace. They recognize you. I just auditioned, I just auditioned for Marvelous Miss Maisel. I'm not putting my career in hold. Like, you, 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 have, you do what's best. Because you're but striving. Being, you're, pursuing you're, my, you're, making a, you're trying to make a career for yourself, make a name for yourself. John Moxley has made a name for himself. 
John he, he can afford to yeah, take a he, break. He knows he's going to be a champion when he comes back. He could be a record three times. No, he's going to be a champion. Again. You don't know that, dude. You don't know John Moxley's going to be a champion again. Who hey, else is that? Not for nothing. Not for nothing. In wrestling, in entertainment, in anything at all, in that specific world, in sports, it's always next man up. The moment you're injured or you decide to take a break and someone else is killing it, you lose your spot. You have to earn it back. It's nothing's guaranteed in that world, my okay. man. Okay. It, it's not like it's not like you know you, you're working at a, at a nine to five job and you have a vacation and you're entitled for your job back. It's not like that. You know, it, it's, a, it's a very different world here. John Moxley knows that anybody in entertainment or in sports knows that, especially in sports entertainment. Be going back to We've Tom Brady's time scenario. Time Tom Brady's backup was a nobody, so he needed to come back to win because the Bucks needed him. AEW be fine with Daniel Bryan as champion, or whatever his name is, Bryan Danielson. As champion, oh, whatever. Yeah, put respect in his name, and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, yes. A, no, AEW will be fine no matter what, which, with whichever is going to be champion for sure. Brian Danielson is a fantastic competitor, fantastic wrestler. I love Brian Danielson. I love the American Dragon. I think he'll be a great champion. But, but yeah. for you to, but for you to say that, like, oh well, John Mox is going on vacation, whatever, blah blah blah. He's he's going to be champion for sure one day. It's not guaranteed, my man. It is. It's not guaranteed at it all. Is. It's not. It is. When it comes to John so, Moxley, it is. So, so when, if Brian Danielson crushes it, absolutely crushes it, gets gets over with the fans as champion, they love him. They're he's he's making the the, the ratings pop all over the place. He's selling merch. John Mox John Mox is guaranteed to win the championship back. Not for sure, man. That's not for sure at all. You can't say that when John you Mox- can't say that for anyone. You can't say that for any wrestler. Yes, you can. When John Moxley comes back, he's not winning the championship, but he will get the championship eventually again. I didn't say he's, he's going to win it when he comes back from vacation. When John Mossy is around, off vacation, he's going to come back, enter a program, in a year of time, maybe less than that, he will going to be champion eventually. John Moxley is a main event is... player. There's, they have limited main event players in that company right now. John Moxley will be champion. Guarantee it eventually. So, buddy, this is why you're a podcaster. You're not a competitor because you put vacations over winning championships. Like, John Moxley is a competitor. John Moxley is not going to put a vacation over a championship. You don't it's know just that. not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. Okay. I don't agree with you. Who, but okay. would, who, who would do that? Who would do that? That's, that's actually in sports. Who would actually do uh, the that? The man has been busting his ass for a year, carrying that company on his fucking back, delivering these great matches against these it's, it's, local it's, it's competitors. Called, it's, okay. it's called sacrifice. It's called sacrifice. You're right, Marcus. That's you're right. You do. You're correct. That's I'm wrong. I am wrong. You are correct. You, have, you, you are correct. You John Moxley should stay around. Right. John Moxley should win the championship. Arthur Ashe, carry the company further on to the championship, become a record holder, three champion, three-time champion. Marcus, you are correct. I apologize. Daniel Bryan doesn't deserve it. John Moxley deserves it. Let's move on. I'm not saying, I'm that's, not what, saying that's, saying. that's what you're saying. I'm not saying he doesn't that's deserve it. Exactly I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. No. That's exactly what, what I'm saying. saying I, what I'm counting the point is the fact that just because he's on vacation, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to, you know, lose the match. I'm not. Uh, that's what. That's all I'm okay, talking about here. That's fine. Okay. You're right. I'm wrong. I, I, I am uh, right. No, I know not. that. No, you not. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, buddy, it just doesn't make sense what you're talking about. Doesn't make sense. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't make sense what you're talking about. Especially as a wrestler, too, you have a short shelf shelf life. You can take vacations yes. when you retire. Junior Mahal, Mahal, Mahal's career was ruined when he got hurt. Okay, right. Randy Orton's yeah. coming back from injury. Randy Orton will be the main event picture. We don't know that. You don't know that. Don't, okay, now you're. We don't know you have, that. You've been up we too don't, long. You need some sleep. We, Let's wrap this we up. Do you, not you need know some that. sleep. We, you need we some don't sleep. know how. We don't know how Randy Orton's going to recover. He's okay. older, going from a from a back surgery. Okay. We don't know. We don't know what condition. Randy Orton will not be the main event when he comes back. That's what Marcus is saying. You need some sleep. I think you're exhausted. So moving on here, because we're, we're never going to agree on this one. 
But this man is no stranger to trending. We're on SmackDown right now. Roman Reigns, S-E-N, at Reigns underscore era. WWE will hold a press conference in Las Vegas tomorrow to announce Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Lots of talk about this online, buddy, for natural reasons. I'm going to ask you this. Um, Will Logan Paul be the one to beat the tribal chief at Crown Jewel? Is this possible? No. No way. Absolutely not. Why not? Triple H seems to care what the fans want. As much as they try to put Logan Paul as a face going to SummerSlam, it didn't work. It didn't work. Which is very weird, by the way. It didn't work tonight. He still got booed heavily. You posted it on our Twitter tonight. People don't like this guy. So I think Logan Paul beating Roman Reigns for the titles at Crown Jewel, no, doesn't make any sense. Storyline-wise, going forward, why? especially he's a part-timer, Logan Paul. So when he's going to come back and lose to who? Beat who? Doesn't make any sense. Especially going to WrestleMania season. Now, Putty, I agree with you. Wow. I, I okay. agree. The, Logan Paul from beating Roman Reigns for Unified Championships or the WWE uh, Undisputed Champion or whatever you want to call it, to defeat this record-holding, of modern-day record-holding championship reign will be asinine. I, I think the wrestling community will be in uproar, and rightfully so, because Logan Paul, who was he to even earn this shot right now? Who was he to beat Roman Reigns? Who is this guy? I'll tell you who he is. Logan Paul is a man that headlines. Logan Paul is a man that makes money. Logan Paul is a man that gets off on being hated. People love to hate. Howard Stern made a living, a damn good one, of people that hated him. More people tuned into his show because they hated his guts. More people are going to tune in to see Logan Paul get his ass whooped. And I think they know that. I think that's why this match is happening here right now is because it's going to generate ratings. I tuned in on SmackDown to see what the hell is going on here. Is this true? You know, is there a chance that Logan Paul could win on a normal day? No, because that would derail any sort of long-term plans they have. However, the caveat is this is going to be at the crown jewel. As we know, anything could really happen at the crown jewel because guess who runs that show, really? The Prince. So what does the Prince want? Does the Prince want to see Logan Paul win? Could be. Could be. We've seen some wonky-ass decision-making there go on a crown jewel only for it to get reversed the next couple of days on Raw. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen at this thing, man? Did you say people tune in to Logan Paul to see he's got his, get his ass beat? Yeah. I guess that makes sense why our viewership has gone up. Since you came back, they want to tune in to see me school you on our, on our debates. <laughs> but nobody likes Logan Paul. I don't think the crown prince likes Logan Paul. I, don't, I think he's paying this to see him get his ass beat by Roman Reigns. Oh, maybe it's that. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe that could be a thing. There's no outcome. <laughs> there's no outcome that I see Logan Paul walking out of Saudi Arabia, the new Universal Undisputed Champion, whatever, whatever the title is. No, not, not at all. I'm curious to see, though, you know, Vince McMahon obviously, you know, cowered down to the prince and a lot of things there. Will Stephanie McMahon and Triple H do the same? What will their relationship be with, like, with the prince going forward? Triple H. I highly, doubt, oh, I, I highly doubt the crown prince is going to put give any business dealing. Well, then, then it will be Nick Khan now because he's the co-CEO. Ah, there you so, go. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I, I understand where you're going there with Stephanie McMahon because she's a woman. We don't agree with that. Uh, and, I'm just saying. 
no, I, I understand because again, it's Saudi Arabia yeah. and yeah, which kind of sucks actually. I, I hope Stephanie breaks that mold, but yeah, I, I wonder how you know the co CEO Stephanie and Nikon and, and, and Triple H and Creative. I wonder how that's going to go. I wonder how that relationship is going to be with the Prince. Very curious to see how that goes. They signed a ten year deal. I'm thinking what they have still like four years left, six years left. Jesus Christ, Vince, you signed your fucking soul away to the devil. <laughs> Pretty much. Jesus Christ. Ten more. Wait, how much? Well, how many years are we into it? I think we're four years into it, but we missed that one because of COVID, so I don't know if that gets added on. Oh, man, it does get added on. So, oh, we'll my we'll God. We have seven more years of this crap. <laughs> you say crap. Saudi Arabia shows have been crap, but that last one. Was pretty damn. Good. The last one, was, the last one was pretty solid. I'll, so, I'll give it that. I'm not going to shit on this crown jewel just yet. I'm looking for how the card pans out, and the, the new first crown jewel in the Triple H era works out. Couldn't be any worse than it was. Hey, it was pretty bad at first few. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Anything else, my friend? That is it for what's trending, or for two, TV takedown. Two quick points, really. Something that bothered me for a while. I wanted to say this on the show last week. I didn't get a chance to say it. Clash of the Castle. We talked about. We missed it because we were on vacation. But those graphics were probably the best graphics I've seen for any pay-per-view premium live event in a long time. Well done. You know, the, the match car was in the castle, and the dragon was on the castle. It blew fire, then the match car changed. I can't wait for the next Clash of the whatever it was called. That graphic reminded me of uh, Game of Thrones. It was well done. And we're talking about what's trending now in the TV takedown. What's not trending for a while now is going to be Impact. Impact's killing it right now. Please tune into Impact Wrestling. Especially Mickey James is following the Ric Flair. When she loses, she's retiring type storyline. So give Impact a chance, please. Hashtag give Impact a chance. I would love to see Impact trending more, man. I, I see it occasionally every now and then. I, I hope to get some Impact discussions on here. I, I hardly see anything for Impact trend the last two weeks. But uh, usually, hopefully that can change going forward. Usually they're trending during one of their uh, big pay-per-views. But mm, the next- that's true. Or, like, or a big moment. Like Mickey James was trending at that point during their promo. Uh, but that was before we came back for our season premiere here so their next big pay-per-view though i mentioned it during an earlier episode is bound for glory their wrestlemania which is going to be on a friday opposite smackdown which sucks anyway marcus let's wrap things up here any go home thoughts for me my friend i got nothing my man i am uh i'm excited to be back again this is fun i uh, can't wait to open the door for interviews i'm trying to get my whole loft area set up so i can mix nice and pretty there so i can uh you know put myself on camera again uh, for shot of wrestling, so I've, I have my first guest lined up, ready to go. It's just a matter of when. Okay, that's cool. Can you give us a hint? It, it's uh, we've seen him before, and uh, you know we have a good relationship with this man, so it's going to be good to have him back on. I'll say that. Good friend of the show. All right, sounds good, man. I can't wait to wait to find out who it is. Can remember when you're shot of wrestling, when you're here, your family. Tis true. Tis true. We, we have a lot of uh, recurring guests here, but I, I want to open the door for some new ones. I was open, trying to open the door for new ones, and then, uh, well, you know, my daughter was born, so I had to take a pause in that. Once again, ruining everything. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. She's a joy. She's a joy. I love her. Mm-hmm. But again, you've known her for like four months, and you're putting the show and your friends you've known for years on the back burner. That's fine. So you're jealous of a four-month-old baby. That's what you're saying. They're saying, like, you're just neglecting the show to care somebody you just barely know. Do you see this girl? Like, come on. Come oh, on. Hold on. Keep that, keep that picture up there. Keep that picture up there. Hold on. I'm going to 
make a real phone call real quick. Oh, fucking one for English, please. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I like to make it. What do you do? Child Protective Services. <laughs> She's such a dick. I like to report a uh, complaint. Uh, my friend Mark Schwan has uh, dressed his baby in Jets onesie, leading her to a lifetime of disappointment and heartbreak. Oh, she's so happy in this picture. Because she can't read. She can't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's when the Jets were like tied still 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> oh, what? 15 minutes in the first quarter? Yeah. Well, that's the whole first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. I tried to get her a Dolphin jersey. You said you adamantly said no. No. Yeah. No. But you did succeed and said I can be a uh, – give her Mets stuff. But I don't know at the right time to be a Mets fan either. So who knows? Wait, aren't they, I'm not, I don't follow baseball, but aren't they doing really well? Yeah, like two months ago. Oh, okay. Well, they – all right. So That's not new. No, not at all. But anyway, I'm sorry, man. Whatever. Not, don't be sorry to me. Sorry to your daughter for when she's 23 years old and hasn't seen her. And the Jets are crushing it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. As she's playing Madden <laughs> on easy mode, but whatever. I'm torn on her being a gamer. I, I don't want her to, but I kind of want her to. Why not? Hopefully by the time she turns 20, 21, we'll get Grand Theft Auto 6 finally. <laughs> the only game to be on three different consoles. Xbox 360, Xbox One, now Xbox Series X. Yeah, they're dragging their feet with this fuck. I'm gonna, I just, give, me, give me a new Grand Theft Auto, please. They're all focused on this online bullshit, which I hate because these fucking nerds and these fucking people who hack the system... I just want to relax. I just want to drive around some fucking city, kill people, steal people's money, and wow. enjoy wow. myself. Wow. That's how a lot of my aggressions, Mark. Drinking and killing people in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I, I suggest like maybe working out. That's that's a one way to address your anger. I, I, Healthy. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm too busy riding around Liberty City in San Andreas. The time that you spend playing video games, you can do other things in your life. You know, like the more productive things. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Let me. Let me uh, like what? I, I, like read a book, work, 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 like out, take a walk, reading a book, like go to the gym. Uh, What's my time? Uh, my time? Seminar what, what, what do I gain out of that? Do I gain, do I gain virtual money? Do I gain virtual property? Do I have virtual sex? No, I don't. It's a waste of my time. On that note, Marcus, please tell people where they can find you on social medias. So you can find me at uh, your That's my website. You can find all my social media links on there. You also find Shot of Wrestling on there, some of our interviews, some of our commentary as well. We do commentary in professional wrestling world and in the indie scene. So you can check us out on that. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, too, please follow us Shot of, at Shot of Wrestling on all forms of social media. Like, subscribe to our pages and give us some five star ratings. That'd be awesome. Keep us going here. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you know, what do you want us to talk about more of? Who do you want me to interview? Let us know. We want to hear from you guys. This show is from the fans to the fans, so please get involved in the conversation and just tell Mark Schwann I'm writing everything. Please. And this little thing he's got going on here. What thing? What are you talking you just about? Tried to, you, you just tried to undermine me every every turn, and it's just like, okay. Give me a fight. Give me a fight. You, you cave. You cave They just I changed the you. color system. It's the same fucking show. <laughs> For your favorite actor, Mark Schwann, I've been your host at Monkey Party. Until next week. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams, oh my, and maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned, ha 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 ha, 
But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.